Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Hi, guys. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm very excited today that we have a new person with us for treats, and she's not an artisan like you guys are used to hearing from. We're going to talk with someone else who's an executive coach who's working in that wellness in space, and I'm so excited to kind of see what she can share with us. Patrice, can you welcome yourself? Absolutely. Hello, hello. This is Patrice Fordlin. I'm an executive coach, transformational facilitator, yogi, a great many things. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'm a badass black woman. Yes, I love it. So you, I have to go in on yogi because I too am a yogi. So kind of when do you start your yoga practice? You know, I feel like I was an unlikely convert to yoga. Uh-huh. I have known about yoga for decades, but really got into it in the last 10 years Mm. um, and became certified as a yin yoga practitioner during the pandemic Mm -hmm. as a way to learn how to bring those skills of like energy management, relaxation, release to myself and my clients. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell me about your clients. What kind of got you doing this work? How do you find your clients? Kind of what led you to where you are now? Oh, that's a great question. I was a management consultant for 10 years. And during that time, my wife said to me, you are a phenomenal management consultant, but you're a transformational coach. You're wasting your time. Mm. And it really put me on notice that I had gifts to share with this world and I needed to create the audacity to step into them. Mm, mm. And how did you create the audacity? You know, I started by giving myself small tests. So I said, if I can, if I can meet my net income doing this part-time, I must be able to figure out how to replace my gross income if I do it Mm full-time. And the first month I was able to do that, my wife looked at me again and said, well, what are you waiting for? Absolutely. Absolutely. What lights your heart on fire? What gives you excitement about this work? Mm. It is the most powerful work that I could do because it's about sparking transformation in others and making sure that they're living the lives of their dreams and just not the ones that they're settling for. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? You know, it's really a series of conversations, part accountability, part calling out folks' power. So having someone you know you're going to talk to regularly about your goals absolutely builds accountability Mm. but having someone who is holding the possibilities that are currently beyond your imagination is a type of incentive and a type of love quite frankly that most people don't have Mm. and how do you think that you are able 
to show love to your clients who you may not know. You may not know who they are, where they're from, nothing about them. But there's something about the work that you're doing. They feel your love. How are you able to do that? I can see them. You know, being able to see someone actually feels very much like loving them. Mm -hmm. And my ability to see them in their imperfection and to still call out their greatness Mm -hmm. in their fear and still see their strength to believe in them more than they believe in themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. creates a safety for us to really get down and do the hard work of challenging their limits, challenging the obstacles they believe are in front of them, and eventually dismantling them. Mm. Do you have a background in psychology? I don't. My background is in sociology and then I have a master's in public policy. But if you talk to anybody who knows me undergrad, they would say I've been a coach my entire life. Mm. That This is what I've done with friends, family members since the beginning. I just decided to step into it full time. Yes, yes. I love that. I, it's very funny. I was, I'm in a lot of um, business groups on Facebook, and I saw a post from a lawyer, I believe. She said, I'm so tired of coaching. I feel like everyone's trying to coach today. What would be your response to hearing that and hearing her frustration that everyone's throwing the coach title on them, and there's not really the validity in it because it, like, it feels like a dime a dozen? You know, I will say... It's a fair critique. There are a lot of folks in the space, but it's like any field. There are folks who are decent and there are folks who are exceptional. Mm. I sense, for example, if she talked to one of my previous clients and I can mention her name because she's given me a testimonial on my website, mm-hmm. who is a lawyer who started her own law firm, who is now killing the game, mm. she might have a different opinion. Yes, yes. I love that. This idea that Yes, there are some people in that lane who aren't doing it well, but there's some people in that lane who are doing exceptional at it. Yes. And you don't want to let people not doing it well pull you away from it or judge the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like going to a doctor. Mm. You would think based on all the schooling and credentialing that every doctor is great. That's not true. Not true at all. <laughs> so regardless of what your profession is, Finding the folks who actually have the ability to hold you powerfully Mm. is what matters. Yes, yes. What is something that you can offer us now, if someone's listening in, that you can help them on the path to kind of transform their lives? What kind of a piece of advice would you give? Oh, there's so many. Can you ask me a more specific question? Because I could talk about this work forever. Yes, I can definitely ask you a more specific question. If someone is new to the coaching world, they don't really understand it. Can you help? How would you identify if someone might be good for coaching? If they can, can they ask themselves some set of questions to say, hey, this is a smart move for me to make. So I'll give you some examples from folks who I'm currently working with. One executive, wonderful black woman came to me. She is... She was in a career that she loved. She was doing well. The folks I coach aren't struggling. Mm, I like that. Mm -mm, They're moving from good to great. And she needed to believe that great was possible and great was in her. Mm. So she was running an organization and she wanted more. And I gave her permission to want more and to go after it. Mm -hmm. 
it's interesting um, hearing you say I gave her permission um, in some levels that had to trigger her to give herself permission. That's it. How are you? What techniques are you using to help black women give themselves permission for great? Well, I'll tell you, my baseline of belief is that any room you're in, you're overqualified for because we don't get handouts. Mm. So if you are already excelling, I know that you are capable of much more than you are doing. Now, you might decide that your life isn't about doing more, and I'll be the first to cheer you on. I do believe rest is resistance. Like, mm-hmm, Yes, that's a new book I need to read. <laughs> oh, I'm reading it right now. It is phenomenal. Um, so it's not always about doing more, but for folks who believe there is more to their life, who have achieved the things, the big house, the family, the whatever those measures of success are and still wonder what more is the, what more there could be mm. that's a great coaching conversation because often folks have some idea and they're actually scared to say it out loud scared mm. to want it because then wanting it might mean acting on it it might mean disrupting the status quo it might mean disappointing people in our communities so it's really a safe space to say the truth of what is and then work towards it. Yes, yes, I love that. What do you feel like in your experience um, is often one of the biggest challenges or biggest roadblocks that your clients are facing? They anchor to their past instead of their possibilities. Mm, I love that. I want to repeat that. They anchor to their past instead of seeing their possibilities. And why do you think we anchor to our past? It's it, At some level, it's safe. Mm-hmm. If we've done it before, we know we can do it again. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, for example, men tend to apply to jobs when they have 50% of the qualifications. And women, we have to be 100% qualified before we even look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a way that we keep ourselves small by not imagining what's possible that's currently beyond something that we've done. Mm. And I actually find often we are either headhunted into those roles, promoted into those roles against our own desire. I remember my first executive role, I actually turned it down twice before I took the role because I swore I wasn't qualified for it. Mm, but yet someone saw something in you to oh, yeah. you twice, but you didn't see it in yourself. Oh, that's powerful. You work for your entire career for, I didn't expect that at the age of 25, I'd be running an organization, a national organization at that. So I understand, I very much understand what it means to not have enough perspective to see your brilliance mm. and to think that everybody else is bringing what you're bringing. And that's just not the truth. Mm, that's not the truth but it, yet it's a belief that oftentimes black women buy into yes and, and with good reason we are, we are living in a society that does not affirm us mm. you know when we speak into rooms and folks don't hear us but somebody else says the same thing and they hear them when you're told that you're in, in direct and indirect ways that you're not good enough it is absolutely human to start to believe that. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. So wherever you are right now, 
Just take a moment to be. Be in your awareness. Be in your truth. Be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth. Finding your breath. And instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. Okay, now that we're back from the meditation, one of the questions that's really burning in my heart is, we often think that things, we can't reach out to get things, how do you think, what's the, what's the first step? If someone's listening to this, they say, yes, I don't think I can dream. I don't think that the sky's the limit. I'm feeling like I'm not living in abundance. What would kind of be some of your, I don't know if the right word is advice, but what, what, what would be your motivating word to push them to start dreaming? You know, I created a executive brief on LinkedIn it's called The Audacity. If they go to my LinkedIn page, Patrice Ford Lynn, and click on it, I have the audacity to want better, the audacity to believe in yourself, the audacity to rest. Sometimes we don't give ourselves, we're so used to surviving, we don't even believe that thriving is possible. Mm. So when we're not in survival mode, our bodies are still behaving like they are. Mm. We're still running and running instead of stepping back and thinking really strategically. Mm. So I would say read a few of those audacities. And if they resonate, reach out. And if it's not to me, reach out to somebody you trust. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in a privileged position where so many of the people who come to me come by word of mouth. Mm. They come because they've seen me facilitate a conversation. They have seen they have been in a program where I have coached them or a number of their colleagues and so they have a sense of what it's like to work with me if there is somebody that you trust regardless of who it is start the conversation and see what's possible if after that first conversation you're not convinced they might not be the right person for you mm. Trust. Yes. And I fully believe one conversation can change our lives. And if your coach isn't in that first conversation inspiring you in a different way, find somebody who can. Yes, yes. Can you explain the difference between a coach and a therapist? Absolutely. A therapist really supports the health around the behavioral. Oh, what would I like to call that? 
neurosis. I don't, I don't necessarily love that word, mm-hmm. um, but you think of like anxiety and depression, bipolar. Um, they're folks that you speak to to get very specific reports, if supports. A coach is not there to support kind of your baseline mental health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're there to encourage you, similar to the coach of any team, mm. to play at your best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do often coaching and therapy need to go hand in hand? Do you often encourage your customers to make sure they have a strong therapy practice, or do you see those as being separate? Oh, absolutely. And it, and it depends on why folks are coming to me and what's presenting with them. Mm-hmm. So I had one client, I was the fifth person on her team. She had a therapist, a spiritual advisor, a nutritionist, something else. And then I was the missing piece that just unlocked her possibilities and allowed her to step into the next phase of her life. Mm. So I definitely believe in a team approach and that's to anything, to business, yeah. to personal life. When we I actually speak on it a lot. I um, facilitate workshops on creating your own personal board of directors because I believe in it that much. And I have people who I go to when I need, for example, a cheerleader or somebody who I go to when I need to be connected or somebody I I go to when I need to understand what's the latest going on in the industry or the field. So I have a number of different archetypes of people and and actual people behind those archetypes that I can engage whenever I'm ready to grow. Yes, yes. I love that. Can you talk about the importance of community? I was just in a, I was just facilitating a conversation with a group of black founders. Mm-hmm. So, and these particular founders were in, are in the biz, in the beauty space. And what it reminded me about was how lonely mm. entrepreneurship can be. Yes, yes, yes. And what it means to show up powerfully for yourself and each other. Mm-hmm. Often we don't have that because we're so head head down focused on running a business. Yes, yes. And so as simple as it is, sometimes we're looking for very complex answers. And it can be the simple, get yourself in community with other people who you know, all, all they want to do is see you win. Mm, yes. And that in of itself can be life enhancing. Mm. Yes. We all need a community of people around us who want to see us thrive. Yes. Who want to see us thrive. And I think the the beauty of it is, it may not be your family, but- It may not. And 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 that's okay. Yes. Um, So you can create it with your friends, with your relationships, with tons of ways to create community. Yes. I think community is a core piece of thriving. Yes. Yes. There's there's no question. I've actually written blogs around how loneliness enhances your likelihood of death. Mm-hmm. As simple as it sounds, there are things that promote health and wellness in us and things that detract from it. Mm. And being in community is absolutely a health mm. promoter. Well, talk well, about more health right? promoters. What, what are other health promoters besides um, community? Any others that you can... Oh, yeah. So mindfulness is another great one. 
taking the time to exhale mm-hmm. and to be instead of yeah. just kind of always on autopilot with the doing. Mm, yes. That is huge. Being in nature. So I go for walks every morning and just being able to look up at trees and to inhale fresh air, mm. I find is so key to my own emotional regulation, mm-hmm. my ability mm-hmm. to handle whatever comes in that day. Of course, we know exercise and eating well are staples. And I, and I often will say to my clients, if you're not doing this, what is the story you're telling yourself that's keeping you from it? Mm. So I don't have enough time. Well, actually, if you exercise, you might be so much more fulfilled and energetic. Your, your body might be so much more primed for its best thinking that you don't need all the time. You just need some time. Mm-hmm. If you're eating well, you're also giving your body the substance it needs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to show up powerfully. I see, and it's something I've had to actually notice in myself is working through diminishing returns. Mm. Exhausted, exhausted, and just keep pushing because that's what we know how to do. We know how to survive. But there is something beyond survival. You named it. Thriving is beyond that. And we have to put down the tools that no longer work for us and pick up the ones that do. Yes, yes. So black and green, we only sell products created by other black women artisans. When I first started Black and Green in 2017, I got a lot of pushback on that. But I was very intentional about wanting to create a space for other Black women to chase their dreams. They want to create a product. I want to create a space where their product can thrive. I, you, you mentioned how you work with uh, Black women. How is that a part of your narrative? Why is that important? Why are you leaning in there? As a black woman, I get it. There are ways that I can hold space for our truths because there are there are our truths. And so when I think about the folks that I work with, I've been a black executive. I am a black entrepreneur. The very people who I work with, I can relate to. And because of that, I can hold space for them powerfully. It's not a question of whether or not they can say, they can talk about race with me. They absolutely can. It's not a question of whether or not they can talk about power and safety and other things at work. They absolutely can. And it was my it is my priority to create space specifically for black women to feel safe and to feel seen. One of the things, that, one thing that I hear a lot from black executives is a way that they doubt themselves. Like, is this really what happened? Yes. You probably experienced something a bit crazy because we live in a society that is really problematic. So being able to speak your truth and not have somebody question it, to be seen in your truth, to be seen in your authenticity and reminded of your greatness, to me, that's, that's pretty big work. Yes, yes, yes. I recall when I was still working in a corporate environment um, and I went natural. 
the first day I came to work with my hair without a relaxer. Oh, the comments I got. <laughs> like, oh, are you sure you're going to wear your hair like that? Are you sure you won't be judged like that? A person who thought they were coaching me pulled me to the side and said, are you sure you want to wear your hair like that? I'm not sure how successful that would be in this space. It happens all the time. And I'm like, Okay. And it's interesting. My response was I wore my hair as natural as I could every oh, day yeah. since then. It, it, it lit a oh, yeah. fire in me. I will tell you, I first started wearing my hair natural because a younger cousin, you know that doll game where you have a black doll and a white doll? She chose yep, the white yep. doll. I was like, oh, we're going to have to have some affirmative action up in here. So mm-hmm. I said, how am I implicitly and explicitly sending messages that we're not good enough. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. here's one that I can do really easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. That intentional thinking and that thought process of mm-hmm. understanding what your actions indicate to the world in a way that puts us at first and puts us at the center. Yes. I like that. I like that. Yes. Oh, goodness. This conversation was great. Is there anything else I haven't asked or talked about that you're burning to share? I think for anybody who is in the space, know that, and when I say in the space, an entrepreneur, an executive, know that you're not alone. Know that there are people who truly want to see you thrive and who are willing to stand by you to make sure that happens. When I was in grad school, I remember meeting Anita Hill. And I was so mesmerized. She'd gone through so much when she stood up to Clarence Thomas and he still became justice. And I just wanted to thank her for her courage, her tenacity. Mm-hmm. And she said, you stand on my shoulders. And it was one of those moments that I, I was reminded that even when it feels like we are alone, we come from folks who have endured so much that this what we see in front of us is small fries. Just being reminded mm, of that in the scope of possibilities helps us to take another step forward. Like, of course it's hard. So what? Do it anyway. Of course you're scared. Mm. Anytime we play bigger, we're scared. Yes. So I, I would want to normalize their doubt and say mm. that it's okay. And it's okay to want mm-hmm. better. It's okay to want better for yourself to say, the way this world is set up, this is not working for me. And I need to do something different. And if that's start your own company, or if that's create multiple passive streams of income so you can leave whatever job you're in now. There are people who are already cheering you on. You just have to find them. I hear that oftentimes fear is what stops people. But I feel everyone's fearful, but we can't let our fear stop us. I'm curious on your take on fear. I have a saying that it's okay to be scared, but it's important to be courageous. Mm. Fear is a human emotion. And when we take it back to survival, the way that adrenaline and cortisol moves through our bodies can feel like we are in imminent threat. We don't know the difference between a lion in front of us looking at us like dinner 
or somebody just when when they are being unkind to us and it's just an emotional threat it can feel very very much the same in our bodies so what does it mean to then create a mindfulness practice where you sit with the fear and you say this too is part of living that learning how to manage this is part of my success it's not that i do it in spite of or despite it's that this too is part of what it means to be human and so anybody who has done anything has had to manage this feeling i i hear you have to welcome fear cuz fear is going to be there you have to welcome it i would say allow it You know, it might be a, a bit of a step for folks to believe they could welcome it, mm-hmm. but I say let it sit next to you as a friend. Oh, yes, yes. And ask it what it's trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. It's trying to teach you that maybe there's some reputational risk in what you're doing. It's trying to teach you that there's some financial risk. What is it that it wants you to know? And then thank your fear for being there. and figure out what you need to do you know at the beginning you asked me how i started i mitigated my fear of not being financially successful mm. by proving to myself it was possible yes yes so allow your fear to instruct you on what you need to do so that it can calm down and you can be on your way mm. i like that i like that i like that oh love you This conversation was amazing. Thank you so much for talking with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It is I welcome the opportunity to speak into to pour into black women. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at BLK grn.com please subscribe and comment we love hearing from you until next time buy black and live green